gentlemen welcome to a brand new episode of the beats brews and points of view podcast i'm your host neil richter along with my partner in podcasting sitting across from me eman bates the pip that is them and we are back for <laughs> 110 yeah <laughs> um yeah anyways i had started the podcast off there with happy birthday out of stevie wonder and of course, the reason that I chose to play that is because by the time you'll be hearing this, we will be celebrated uh, Martin Luther King Day. And that song actually was written um, as kind of like a um, campaign to get Martin Luther King Day recognized as a federal holiday. So Stevie Wonder, um, I think he worked actually with uh, Coretta Scott and um, so, um, Martin Luther King's peoples to get that um, to be a federal holiday, which is now... Um, the 17th of January every year. His actual birthday is on the 15th, which is um, yesterday, but um, I think it's something to do with the way that they align holidays or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember the exact stipulations of it, but happy birthday to Martin Luther King. Um, he was a very important person. We all, like, you know, we all recognize the dream speech stuff, but there was also many other sides to Martin Luther King. He was also really tough. Um, and, you know, got a lot accomplished in a very short life. Because I think he died at, what, 39, wasn't he, man? MLK something like that? Died. I, think he was, I don't even think he made it to 40. I think he was, like, 39 or something I thought like it was that. Ma- I thought he was younger than that, to be it honest It might be. I don't know. I, I, thought, I, I thought it was 39. I'll look that up here in a second. But, you know, happy Martin Luther King Day, everyone. Um, he was th- Yeah, 39. You're 39? Right. Yep. Was it? Yeah, I thought, I thought I remembered that for some reason. But, uh, yeah, so, anyway, how's your week been, dude? Uh, I know it's been pretty uneventful for us. I haven't done <laughs> shit, actually. We've had to kind of uh, quarantine to our house because yeah. our roommate caught the vid. Yeah, I mean, everybody's getting it, man. It's going, <laughs> <Yeah. everybody. laughs> Corona does not discriminate for creed, race, sexual orientation, color. It's coming out here for everybody. Yep, that is a fact. That is a fact. Um, but, yeah, with that being said, you know, E-Man and I have had a lot of time in the house to just watch TV, and I know E-Man was pretty excited about it. And I just watched the first episode Peacemaker? today. So I wanted to nah, ask you about right. it. <laughs> so this is weird because it's like I don't know who's floating around in the suit because you really can't see the guy, first of all. <laughs> oh, it's I've only weird. seen the first episode, by the way. and do, So don't ruin any spoilers that, for two that, or three. That, that was a John Cena joke. Oh, that was a John Cena yeah, joke? Yeah, oh, okay. You, you can't see me. Oh. <laughs> I watch wrestling. I forgot. That one went over nah. my head. <laughs> anyway, for those out there who got that joke, you're welcome. All right, but no, I, I watched all three episodes. And just... James Gunn, the guy who the guy who did Suicide Squad, he did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of like like uh, comic book shit. It did, dude. I love this show. What really got me was uh, the intro. Mm-hmm. The intro is the best part of the whole show to me. Like no yeah. matter that and the dialogue, because it's like I mean. I don't want to spoil anything, but well, I guess it's not really a spoiler. Like his his dad's like super racist. Oh yeah, so. super racist. <laughs> so it's just like him kind of trying to unlearn behaviors as he goes, but yeah. he does it like the most like hilarious way. Like in the first episode, they were talking about uh, that scene with him in the janitor. Yeah, he goes hilarious. like hilarious. He, he goes, goes you, you, only kill, you only kill minorities. <laughs> I kill white people too, not as much. <laughs> See, all right, I promise to kill more white people <laughs> if you let me go, <laughs> or if you help me out of here or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. It's kind of like so. My, my favorite part. Suicide Squad see, is DC, right? 
Suicide Squad's DC. So that Did, was DC, right? Yeah. So, so this is kind of what it feels like to me. Is it kind of feels like DC's Deadpool? You know what I mean? Like the rated R, super fucked up. Well, I guess was Suicide Squad R. Or was that Suicide PG-13? Squad was R. I was mean, that's, that was also directed by James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was I couldn't remember if that one was PG thirteen or rated R. No, well, so there was two Suicide Squads. The first one there was, was a shitty one by the guy who directed Deadpool. Yeah. Oh, really? Did, yeah. The first <laughs> one was, that was with Jerry Leto and all that. Yeah. You know, actually, I t- and then Will Smith. I didn't actually I didn't hate like that it. one as much, like as a lot of people did. I thought it was, I thought it was watchable. I say in a way, like I won't, I won't completely shit on it. It mm-hmm. wasn't a good movie by any means, but it's definitely like entertaining. Yeah. The new one though, that or the the most recent one with James Gunn, that one was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did like that. Going one back too. to, I mean, it was just it was just funny seeing John Cena in the DCU, and I, I really. Really enjoy his character. He's fucking funny, man. <laughs> He's really funny. Like he does a really good job. Did you with ever this. watch the movie with uh, Vacation Friends with him? Yeah, that it? was pretty funny yeah, too. With uh, yeah. Little Rel. It was and, ridiculous, but yeah. it was funny. Yeah. And Homegirl from Insecure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. And him and his wife are just that like birds about to shit, doing all these coke. They're like banging on the jet skis. <laughs> what's, <laughs> it, what's it with John Cena and birds, by the way? So because he got he has best friends in Eagle in Peacemaker. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. My favorite part was uh, did you see Vigilante yet? Like his uh, his boy. Uh, like the other superhero, um, or Vigilante. superhero villain, whatever. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I, I've he comes in like season or episode two or three. Okay, but there's a part he goes talking about. Man, we out here like just killing for good, you know. Anybody like any like petty like bank robbers, anybody that's doing like armed robbery, anybody that's doing graffiti, we on a ass. Speaking of comic book shit, I had the opportunity uh, to see Spider Man three. Or wait, is it no. three? Or what what far, number is it? So this is well, I guess that's technically the third. The MCU. third of the so, so Spider Man Far From Home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it um, more so than a lot of comic book movies because you know I've been kind of a tough critic on comic book movies here on this podcast, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, you get a lot of cool Easter eggs if you've seen all the Spider Man shit. There's like a lot of cool Easter eggs, and there's even like a lot of cool Easter eggs. Uh, just for like Marvel in general, like you got like um, actually I don't want to ruin it, but you got like some cool people that pop up. In I there mean, that you you, you're not going to ruin anything the internet didn't already do yeah, yeah, in the yeah, past like month. <laughs> so. I just thought it was cool how they threw like Daredevil in there as his lawyer or whatever. Yeah, that, that was, was tight. That's cool. <laughs> I like how they set that up. That mean I hope like the Netflix like characters come back over. Well, I don't know. I don't think Iron Fist probably will, but yeah, I probably hope the not. rest of them will. Wasn't that all supposed to get like switched over to like Disney Plus or something like that? They or? canceled them on Netflix because of the whole Disney thing, because Disney, yeah. you know, has that Marvel contract. Yeah. So they were supposed to do that, and then just never did. For the See, most that part. that was my favorite shit because honestly, the Daredevil series on there with fucking um, Vincent DeFornio playing Kingpin and shit, like he was like the best Marvel bad guy ever. Sergeant Pyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Private Pyle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a fucking awesome actor. But um. Yeah, so I liked it. My only thing is this. I find a lot of the emotional scenes in comic book movies like so corny, it's like hard to watch. This one was tough for me. There was it, it a was, lot of those in, in cringeworthy was, scenes. There was a lot. No, I no, this was tough for me as in like I actually really enjoyed the emotional scenes cuz Oh, like, did you? You know why? Because Tom Holland's Spider-Man hasn't really dealt with that yet. Yeah. So that was like in you know like in two movies it was kind of like kitty. I mean he has moments and shit like that, yeah. but it was like kind of kitty and nothing like really like with any consequences. There was some real shit that happened to that character in this one. So oh, yeah. definitely. There definitely was, but I just I don't know. There's something about like the and sometimes the banter in between the three Spider-Mans was kind of annoying to me. 
It was like a little bit cheesy, but I mean, you overall, sound like Martin Scorsese out here. No, bro. I mean, I just, like this is how I feel about it. I mean, that's the, my running problem with a lot of them is like it's poorly written dialogue. I feel like for some of the shit, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's definitely better than um, a lot of the comic book movies that I have. Or are you just ready for Miles for. Morales? I'm definitely ready for <laughs> Miles Morales, one thousand percent. And I thought it was funny that um, Jamie Foxx even had that little joke about it. He's like. He's like, man, you're from Queens. You're running around here swinging on shit. You got a cool outfit, and you're always hap- helping poor people and black people. He's like, I thought you were black. He's like, I'm shocked that you're a white guy. <laughs> and he's like, I can't believe there's never been. Or he's like, he's like, maybe I think he said something maybe in a different universe or something like that. And I was like, they, no, Miles they, Morales. <laughs> they confirmed Miles Morales in in the MCU. Like, so it was the when Donald Glover played the villain. Oh, in the first one, and yeah. in Homecoming, yeah. Uh, what the fuck is his uncle's name? Miles Morales' uncle, the Prowler. Yeah, the yeah. Prowler, yeah, because Miles Morales, because um, Donald, Donald Glover was played the Prowler in that one. Yeah, and then when Tom Holland Spider Man like tied him to like a chair or webbed him down to like a car or something like that he goes yeah man i ain't trying to get those weapons out here i got a nephew that live out here somewhere so i'm <laughs> like that, that his nephew is miles morales yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay i got you um yeah that was uh, a pretty good movie so i enjoyed that and there's some other cool shit that i i just uh been checking out too i just started a new show today on netflix it kind of seems like it might be up your alley a little bit too um have you heard of archive 81 i haven't so it's pretty cool so the premise is this dude I guess I guess he would be call it an arch- archivist, maybe is his job title. Basically, what he does is for like rich people or or um, you know just anyone that wants to hire him, he'll restore like uh, damaged videotapes or cassette tapes, and he'll you know throw make it a digital version for people of on this. And so he basically gets hired by this guy's company um, to restore a bunch of of tapes that um, got damaged in a fire. So basically, it's like him watching these tapes because he's rest- so he's got to watch them to restore them. And as he's watching them, he's finding out that like things that are on these tape that happened in like 1994 because it's all from a girl's handheld camcorder. And you're seeing like her account of what she's been filming back in 1994 when she was in film school. And it, you're kind of starting to see that it's tied to his family. And so he's like finding out all these like weird things going on like as he's like um, trying to do this job for this guy. He, I think the guy told me he's gonna pay him like a hundred thousand dollars. So I'm kind of getting to now where he's figuring out that it has to do with his family, and I'm like, damn, this is kind of crazy, dude. So it's a pretty good show. Um, check it out. Archive, Archive eighty one is the name Archive of it. Archive eighty one. Okay. Yep. 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 I got some good news that uh, I actually just got emailed that pertains to me, you, and Eric. I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, LLC is approved, man. Ooh. So we are officially a product of Dream Over Reality Media. Oh. Yeah, man. I like yep. it. I like that. Beats and Brews, Beats, Brews, and Points of View, a production of Dream Over Reality Media. That sounds beautiful. Yes, that, that yes, sounds it nice, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah thank, I like the name. I like the name. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Well, before we get to these beers, uh, as we do on the podcast, we're going to read off and play some of the music of the birthdays, and um, and then also we have to celebrate or we have to say goodbye to a few people. Um, and we and then we're going to s- taste some beer. And then we're going to taste some beer for sure. I'm thirsty. And we, we got to, um, you know, we always want to start with the bad and, and work our way into the good. So we got to say goodbye to um, uh, a handful of people. It will actually quite a few people because we want to say rest in peace to everyone that was affected in the Bronx, New York, um, by that crazy apartment fire that ended up killing like 19 people. And it was just a really sad occurrence. Um uh, I guess they say they they say this now, like after the fact, but I feel like this should be like a more known thing. They say if you live in a big apartment complex and there's a fire, 
don't uh or close the door behind you as you're leaving because that's how most of these people died because it was um you know the fire was only contained to like one apartment but the rest of the apartment complex got hit with smoke inhalation because of the door was left open as the people were leaving. It's fucking sad. So dude. it's really sad. But um, uh, my thoughts, condolences, prayers, everything goes out to the families of the victims of the fire, man. That's, yep. That's unfortunate. Definitely. And then also another guy who was a pioneer in music, radio, and all of the above, um, James Imtuve, Imtume, I'm excuse me. Um, passed away um, at the age of 76, and he was like, a really accomplished guy in music. He was a you know, record producer. He was a, um, an instrument, or instrumentalist of like many, many. He, played, he was percussion, piano, keyboard, sampler, drums, guitar, bass. Um, yeah, he did a little bit of everything, but he kind of came into prominence in the jazz world because he worked with Miles Davis between 1971 and 1975, before um, forming his own R&B group by the same name as his last name, M. Dume. Um, and, you know, they had uh, a pretty big hit in 1983 called Juicy Fruit um, that charted. And, you know, he's he was went on to be a pretty big legend on the radio, too, um, as a radio personality. So rest in peace to him. And then we also, we lost a Detroiter, um, um, one of the original, I guess, one of the first successful cover bands i guess you could say the detroit cobras um her name is rachel Nagy, and she the, the cause of death is unreleased so far i just read about it honestly right before um we came to the podcast but you know they started in i think i want to say 94 or 95 as kind of a cover band basically but they were an interesting cover band because they were known for doing obscure covers or lesser-known songs from the 60s. And they would add this, like, garage rock feel to it. So it was really kind of an interesting sound. And they got signed off that and were very successful. They had two albums um, that were, you know, that got them on the on the map and touring and, and all that stuff. So um, we want to say rest in peace to her. They were just scheduled to play at um, – L Club. Was L Club, yeah, at L Club, and they had to cancel for COVID-related things. So I was—I'm not sure if that's um, has anything to do with how she passed, but you know, she was kind of a legend around the area. So rest in peace to her as well. Um, and now with uh, death comes more life, so we got some birthdays to celebrate, um, and we had quite a few of them. Legendary um, hip hop radio personality Angie Martinez. Um, Mary J. Blige, we got Raekwon from Wu-Tang Clan, um, Super Producer Ninth Wonder, Rob Zombie, uh, Zach De La Roca for Rage Against the Machine, um, we got MF Doom, um, Ronnie Van Zant from um, Leonard Skinner, Jesus, had a total brain <laughs> fart right there, uh, Zach Wilde from Ozzy Osbourne, and what was the other band that Zach Wilde was in? The so uh Broken Label Society. Um and then Slick Rick and then Lin Manuel Miranda. And to start things off, we're gonna kick it off with a little Mary J. Blige for you. And we'll go with a little family affair. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's let's taste let's taste some beer real no, quick. No, we man. gotta we do that after.
you know we got to get it wrong. Mary J is in the spot tonight, and I'ma make you feel alright. Little Raekwon the Chef. Vanilla butter, pecan, chocolate deluxe. Even caramel sundaes is getting touched. And scooped in my ice cream truck. Set it up. Yo, honey, dip summertime, fine jerry dripping. Send you a pickings with a bunch of chickens, how you clicking? I kept shooting strong notes as we got close. She rock rope, honey throat smelling like impulse. Just make a team, you can have anything in this world. Downtown, I'm rocking hats and your wig is all intact. Who's that queen bee chick? Eyes curly black, freaks be moving in fly snakes. Two finger rings and gold teeth, and ain't afraid to hold heat. So when I step in the square, dear, you better have green nice wonder shit. action off that awesome dinner party album. It's gonna be such a vibe switch after this. I'm sick and tired of running. I've been searching for the love with I've been looking for the dub, and they told me if I move, they go shoot me dead. How's this for a vibe switch? Into fucking Rob Zombie? This video so well. They used to play this non-stop on the box back in the day. It was such a weird video. I wonder if he directed his own videos back then, being that he got so into the horseshit. Keeping in the same kind of style. Little Radius Machines, Zach De La Roca. Doom, rest in peace. I'm gonna do this, yeah, man. Don't wait you know. for her, man. Don't wait for her. I'll tell you what, man. Come with me now. And, you know, I'll get you some lunch. I'll hook you up with something. Mm, I got a little bank, you know. No problem. I hear you. That's cool. All right? It's cool. Hey, can't you guys just wait here about a half hour, man? Yo, I'll be back, man. I'm just gonna munch up a little yeah. bit, man. I'm pretty hungry. Yo, let I'm him back. Here you will find food for your body, as well as comfort for your troubled mind. I'd really like some soup. Bread and butter. Of course, my friend. What happened to your hand? I'm not. Well, food at last. How do you think it is? Regular storage procedure. The same as the other food. What other food? Fish. Food. Protein. Rice. Quiet. No way. Well, the 
cop got Next morning, I went to the store to get some food. They arrested me. I'll save you. Thank you. Did you like it, sir? Thanks for the drink. I have special plans for that one. Some batteries, some Brillo, and some foil. He'll boil it. You'd be better off in PC glued. And it's a feud, so don't be in no TV mood. Every week is mystery meat. See, we need food. We need food. He wears a mask just to cover the raw flesh. A rather ugly brother with clothes that's gorgeous. A lot of people didn't know this about me, but in high school I was actually a pretty big Leonard Skinner fan. And this was one of my favorite songs by them. It's called A Needle in a Spoon. Ozzy Osbourne, no more tears. Signature guitar sound Adam Jones has too. And last but certainly not least, the king of storytelling raps himself, Slick Rick the Ruler. A little bit of children's story. Get to bed, I get the storybook. Y'all tucked in? Here we go. Once upon a time, not long ago, when people wore pajamas and lived life slow, where laws were stern and justice stood, and people were behaving like they ought to good, there lived a little boy who was misled by another little boy, and this is what he said. Me and you tonight, we're gonna make some cash, robbing old folks and making the dash. 
They did the job. Okay, and with that being said, E-Man, why don't you tell them what you brought for us to sip on today? So normally I want to announce it before we do that. That way I have time to evaluate and check it out, but no big deal. So we have the Witch's Hat Deflowered Strawberry Mango variant. Uh, It's pretty solid, very juicy, very good. Uh, We've had Witch's Hat on here before. I believe we had the three-course kosher a while back. Uh, I really enjoy them. They're based out in South Lyon, Michigan, for those who are not familiar with it. Uh, they have this whole thing with bats over there that I noticed, and I really wanted to like get into that story a little bit. I read the uh, can- I think we read the can for the three quarts kosher a while back, but I found like a deeper story about which is that that I kind of thought was cool. Uh, in 2010, like many others, I guess they were going through a recession at that. I guess it was a recession time, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. Uh Like many others, Michigan's lost our job. Uh, both of them at the same time, uh, Ryan and Aaron are the owners. We just They just had their first baby. Uh, the job market was terrible. Money was running out. One night, a physical bat flew into their living room, and they saw it as a positive omen. It was shortly after that we scraped every last penny together and took a gamble on our dreams. Being unemployed and getting a small business loan was hard. Most said it would be impossible. We fought, and we made it. We take pride in the craft and have a passion for Being a gathering place and giving back as... I'm sorry. Giving back is a support set. <laughs> Hold on, I'm sorry, but I can't read today. Uh, we take pride in the craft and we have a passion for. Being a gathered place and giving back is a huge part of who we are and a symbol for our gratitude for the community that embraces us and supports us. Everything is connected. Luck brought us our bat and it is our mission to spread the symbol of the bat onto you. It kind of sounds similar to a certain DC superhero. Thank you for indulging in our dreams, sharing our vision. And most of all, keeping us happily employed. Cheers, Ryan and Aaron. I really enjoy this, man. It's good. It's light, citrusy. It's coming at 6.5 ABV. It's not too bitter. You can definitely taste like the pineapple. Oh, not sorry, not pineapple. You can definitely taste like the mango. Uh, and I love, so here's the thing. Broom with strawberry is ridiculously fucking hard. Like, really? You can never really get the flavor right because it always tastes like fake in a way. So it's because you they use, people either use too little of it or you can and then it doesn't come out through or you use this like the strawberry extract like syrup which tastes like phony like it just doesn't taste like authentic this is actually one of the better strawberry like fruited beers i've had in a long time so it's good like that and strawberry letter from 23 from duke claws another one too uh this is really really good man it's really balanced not too hoppy uh really easy to drink this would be perfect for summertime, to be honest with you. Yeah, I enjoy it. Not everything's connected is something that's going to come back around later on and the and later in the episode too, which is funny because that seems to happen quite a bit with our episodes. Yeah, no, I enjoy this for sure. Um, I've, I've been loving on IPAs again lately. It's just it's nothing better, man. I just love them. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is definitely a tasty one. Um, like you said, you can really taste the interesting flavors in it and stuff. So, shout out to Witch's Hat, man. Yeah, I like South it. South Lion, man. Yep, yep, yep. But without wasting any time, I want to get into something old, something new, because holy shit, was there a ton of music releases this week. So we have uh, plenty of music to talk about um, with this segment. So with that being said, I believe I started it last week with something old. So I will kick it back over to you. Let me get that bad boy queued up real quick. For my something old, guys, I decided to go a little bit of a different direction than I like to normally go. And 
actually not really normal. Uh, not the different direction at all. It's totally the same direction. But I wanted to go with uh, Tech Nine Psychology 101. It made me think of that because when we went to the casino and I played that track on it, mm-hmm. uh, I was like, ah, oh, man, it sounds dated, but at the same time, I still love Tech. And I'm like, I'm You have check reviewed this back Tech out. so many times on this podcast. There's at least like three Tech Nine albums I've done in the past like <laughs> two and a half years. That's pretty good odds. So, I mean, the dude drops an album every year. So, I mean, it's bound to come back up. He's also one of my favorites of all time. Uh, Psychology 101 from Tech 9 This is actually probably was one of my introduction albums to him. Uh, definitely really enjoyed this for the time. It did it hold, and I can honestly say to you, because I know you're not really a big tech fan, I don't think this one held up compared to like his no, most recent projects and stuff like that, as far as like the sound. The sound definitely kind of sound a little bit dated. I do thoroughly enjoy it though, still, like just for the nostalgia factor for me. What year did it come out? 2009. So I was like a senior in high school when this came out. So it was kind of like, it was like around this and then like other music I was listening to. It kind of like that coming, it's like that typical coming of age tale. Like you have like that soundtrack from like your, uh, your late teens, like going into like adulthood, I guess, in a way. And there's some tracks on there that definitely fit into this for me. Uh, I do want to go with. I can't find this album. Let's see here. Psychology 101. Dude has a lot of albums. Yeah, I'm just looking for it here. Uh, let's see here. Albums. Technology. How do you spell it? Is it spelled weird or something? Uh, no, actually, S I C K O L O G Y. I'm sorry, S I C, yeah, S I C K O L O G Y. I think it was Techology. Sickology. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sickology. There it is. Ta da. That's the song. Let's see the album. Here you go. Thank you, sir. My bad on that one. All good. <laughs> All right, which one am I playing off of? Go Red Nose. Red Nose. All right. Damn, that's a lot It's like of Bob songs. being an outcast. Yeah, dude, I know. It was like Bob being an outcast in the industry. And, like, because and we, we talked about this, because we had that, had that song Blown Away that was like a shot at, like, Keisha Cole and Rock Eminem. And it talks about, like, how he kind of, like, felt outcasted by the industry for a long time up until the Carter Four. And then I think B.O.B. had him, like, they did the MI Psycho track together, and that was kind of like his introduction to the mainstream. But at that point, he was already out for like 20 years. Yeah, this must be when I saw around the time that I saw him live because he was definitely dressing like that on stage. The face painted with the, the big old afro and the red uh, jumpsuit. Sounds about right. That's definitely what he was wearing on stage. When I saw him. I think I saw, I think it was Rock Develops 2010, so that makes sense if this was 09. Um, yep, all right, here's a little bit of Red Nose out of Tech 9 off Sickology, not Techology, <laughs> 101. Although, that would be a dope name for him. Yeah. Right now, but, you know, <laughs> how you play it? I'm, I'm, I've always been like a humble dude, but I've come to the realization that, and I'm going to say this, and it's the first time I ever said this on camera, and I'm going to give it to y'all first, because I'm truly on fuck everybody type shit right make now. Sure, make sure I get the plug in. I'm going to say, no one can beat us making music, man. When I say fuck you niggas, you know what I'm saying? These that's real, people act a different way with me I feel that nobody wanna play with me And that's real, cause they treat me like a 
stand on their clothes The industry and my foes They treat me like I got a red nose Red nose Red nose They put me down and treat me like I got a red nose Red nose Red nose Don't make me clown and have to go put on my red nose I got my face painted crazed, ain't it? That a black dude looking like he got a white tattoo Thinking that he way tainted by evil Treat you like fecal when I beef you when they meet you People perceive you to be lethal when you ain't see through like tissue I feel like the industry giving me vivid stupidity When it distributes these fictitious sissies When I rip it so serious and wickedly No forgiving these when I claim restraints Everyone telling me I'm insane with like right I'm an independent talented like individual Working with the industry is yeah. the reindeer game And they call me Rudolph the Red They know when I'm ripping mic but I chew off the head Spit it at the PDs and DJs and BJs who we gave You faking you can throw off a ledge If he tough we snuffing Homie trust me nothing A little bit of Tech 9 for you. Yeah nice yeah, that that definitely sounds like uh, like I, I kind of remember that. I feel like that song sounds familiar to me, so I feel like that might be when I saw him. Um, but yeah, so for mine, I wasn't actually because so much new music got released this week. I didn't really um, wasn't diving too much into older shit. I was kind of kind of consuming myself with the the new albums that I was trying to listen to. But um, since you know, since she was a Detroit um, kind of a Detroit legend in her own rights. Um, I figured I would go with the Detroit Cobras um, and kick it back to 1998 when their first album came out. And as we said on the top of the podcast, um, they were known for doing these like interesting, obscure cover songs of um, like 60s. You know, she was like a, a real crate digger in the choices that she would cover. Like a lot of the songs were, you know, kind of obscure tracks and they would add this garage rock element to it. Um so the one that I'm going to play for you, well, the album, I guess I should say the name of the album, huh? Uh, it's Mink, Rat, or Rabbit, and that was the, their debut album from 1998. They got them on the map and got them a record deal and um, got them out here working. And, you know, they've been touring for 20 years or 20 plus years off of this kind of stuff now. So it's pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a little taste of that. Let me pull this up here. Um, here's a little bit of the Cha-Cha Twist, which is a song that was originally um, written by Bryce Cofield, and it came out in 1960, but their version is a lot different and came out in 1998. So here's a little bit of that for you. I've never heard of anything from Detroit Cobra, so I'm actually really, really? excited about it. Oh, it's pretty this. cool. You'll, you'll, I, know, like, I know I like them. I just never listened to them. some attitude to it you know what it reminds <laughs> me of like most re- like and i think i texted you about this like when we were off like back in december it kind of reminds me of like that feel uh remember the illuminati hotties i was talking about yeah. back in the- it kind of gives me like that vibe and stuff i like still that, need to I check been- that out you were telling Dude, me about that I've heard, actually, I've heard someone else mention I'm them gonna though. put them on my uh, that's probably gonna be one of my something news this week just uh, so that album came out the illuminati hotties came album came out i think i want to say like october of like 2021 
I didn't listen to it till we were off like that week before Christmas and we were doing our, like a wrap up mm-hmm. stuff like that. If I had more time to spend with it, it easily could have made my top ten. Yeah. To be honest with you, but I really thoroughly enjoyed like that. Listen to that album. It's called uh, "Let Me Do One More." Well, shit, we might as well transition yeah, my, into something new yeah. right now. Anyway, all right, so do we, let's I mean, do, do it. we have let's any more something? Do we have any more something old? That's, uh, that's it for something. Okay, old. all right, cool. All right, yeah. I'm gonna go Illuminati Hotties is one of my something news, which is something not quite new, but it was new to me that yeah, I never I like talked about too. on this show before. <laughs> and me too. And that's what attracted me to the name, and the cover is pretty tight too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the lead the lead uh singer and is also the engineer and the mixer and audio engineer uh Sarah Tud is it Tudzen? T U D Z I N okay. Tudzen Tudzen. And let me do one more is the name of the album, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. Let me do one more by Illuminati Hotties. Uh formed in I I'm like I said, I'm late to the party on it. A lot of uh, cause I was kind of scoping out Cause I always compare. I, I try to compare like with what every like with other people like around me are doing like musically outside of my genre and stuff like that. Like what they're listening to. Cause I mean, honestly, I if I had my choice, I'd probably be stuck. Cause me and you live together, we'd probably be stuck in like hip hop and Motown and shit yeah. going forward. We wouldn't like really. I don't think like I don't get that many punk rock like rock tips and stuff like that. Otherwise, outside of. My circle. Uh-huh. So I wanted to check outside of my circle and see what they were listening to. A lot of people were talking about this one, and I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I really fucking enjoyed this album, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, the lead singer, Sarah Tud, I'm going to say Tudzen. Is this Tudzen. her first album? Yes, this is okay. her first album. Uh, oh, it's not. Sorry. They have three albums. Oh, they got three albums. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, that's actually a lot back catalog. This is like their biggest one, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was an audio engineer that transitioned into an artist, and this is like pretty much her main project. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What I, should I play for them? A lot of a lot of the blogs got this on like their top like twenty thirty list or whatever the fucking. I be, saw that. Like. I saw it pop that's up on why, a few different places. That's why when somebody told me about it, and then I'm like, all right, I've never heard of them before, but I'll listen to it, and I'm kind of googling them and searching. I'm like. Holy shit, they're like popping, popping out here. <laughs> but it might be the name, dude. Illuminati Hotties is a fucking dope ass like name for yeah, a band. For sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I'm try- I'm excited to hear this. Which one should I go with? Uh, my favorite out of this album, Kickflip for sure. Kickflip. All yeah. right. Here is a little bit of Kickflip out of Illuminati Hotties off the album. Let me do one more. <laughs> LA's number one health goth. Slice in my bed, I got my heart in my head, I got the impending dread, I got the magical thread, I lost the keys to the van, I lost my man to my man, I lost a leg in the sand, I bought the grocery store. It also reminds me a little bit of St. Vincent. I know, like, go if you go pool hopping, that's more like punk rock, like yeah. the extra guitars and stuff. That's the opening track. Yeah. Hear a little bit of it just for that was more like upbeat. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, fucking tight, dude. <laughs> this almost reminds me of, like old Sum 41 type shit. Right? Yeah. That's what, it's, it's a big nostalgia thing for me. It's tight. Definitely has a bit of a 90s feel to it. play too much of them so we don't get uh, yeah oh yeah they're super let me see what, what, what label they popping are popping out here now oh you know what they're, they're indie good for them yeah, awesome. like, good that's for awesome them. I, I don't see <laughs> yeah i don't see like a major unless hopeless records is tied to like universal or some shit yeah but well as far as me i'm gonna name off uh, so as i said last week i'm no longer doing the one uh one listen reviews, this but I, you know, I want to mention the ones that I have listened to once. With that, that I would said, like I will not back. listen to Corday. I, I, I will not review Corday yet because <laughs> I'm sure. only on one listen. <laughs> For sure, I, I feel you, and I, I won't. I won't spend too much time on Corday, quite honestly, because I've only gotten two listens in because of how much music there was. But ones that I, the only one. That, all right, so I got about halfway through the Jim Jones album, and on first listen, it wasn't really. There wasn't too much that was really grabbing me in. But I, the, uh, like I've said, I've only listened to half the album, so I'm not even going to fucking sit here and talk about it. Um, I listened to Bonobo once, and I thought that was definitely something I'm going to go back to um, and listen to more. Bonobo, you know, is a um, UK producer who's made kind of a name for himself doing, like, you know, these trancey kind of electronic songs that kind of, like, teeter in the R&B and, uh, like... Uh, kind of like that R&B hip-hop world a little bit, and he has some cool features on there. Jordan Reiki's on there. Jamila Woods is on there. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to spend some more time with that. Um, and two that I haven't even gotten to yet that I'm hearing a lot of good things about. I'm hearing a lot of good shit about FKA Twigs. Haven't heard hers or Cat Powers. But with that being said, there was three that I listened to a couple times at least, and that was the new Nick Grant album, the new Corday album, and the new Earl Sweatshirt album. I spent a, I spent quite a bit. Actually, I spent the most time this weekend with the Earl. With album. the Earl, so, man. So yeah, we we could, we could talk about Let's the talk Earl, Earl album quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk Earl. Um, I'm I'm really happy for Earl yeah. for this album. Like Me too. I I really am. Like because it was a minute where I'm like, where the, what the fuck are you doing, my man? It starts like, off so strong too with the Alchemist produced Old Friend. Yep. Like that's like one of my favorite songs on the entire. album. 2010 was a single, right? That was yeah, 2010 was. The the weird times, yeah. Well, I actually really like that production. I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of like it grew kind of psychedelic a little. I'm bit. Be honest with an album. I didn't like it as a single. In yeah. album, it kind yeah. I don't think Earl knows how to pick singles like yeah. that. Yeah, but like in album format, it sounds good. Yeah, like and Earl's a straight poet, man. He like, is his a lyrics straight, are great. <laughs> like lyricist. Yeah, like, yep. That's why I mean the Armin Hammond feature is a looper Dude, feature. Yeah, that like, Armin Hammond feature great. was crazy. <laughs> that feature was so good. No, I, He's on Griselda, right? No, Armin Hammer. I thought he. No, was. Armin Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, no, 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 uh, no. He does a lot of stuff with them. I don't think he is. Oh, I thought that they He's like, him. It's like him, Stove God, are like kind of like affiliates. Yeah, and Flea Lord. Flea too. Lord. Yeah. Probably. Is Rock Marciano, who's been around forever. Yeah, like, no, he's like kind of like more just like, yeah. yeah, kind of, but yeah, I know what you mean, though. But yeah, dude, this is this project is sweet. And I was like, you know, because E-Man and I, we love the, uh, we've talked about it all the time, the the credits and the info buttons on Tidal where you can see all the shit on there. And I'm like, man, this sounds just like, it, the sound is so crispy. And then I look it up. Of course, Mix and Mastered by Young Guru. Tidal, you guys got to <laughs> take our podcast on, by the way. Yeah, take our podcast <laughs> you on, You guys got to take our podcast. I've, I've emailed, I've reached out. <laughs> Let's do it. Jack I'm Dorsey. Like, <laughs> Come on, Jack. Come on, Jack. But um, yeah, so I was like, man, this sounds really crispy. And then I look up the the, the liner notes, and of course, Young Guru mixed and mastered the album. 
So that makes sense. I know he had a deal with Warner too. That's the, man. I, I didn't know. I love Earl. Yeah. Yeah. Earl did his I'm, damn I'm thing really with happy this. With this, like this is a very like well produced album. Yep. It, it really, really is. is. Like he borrowed out. Like and I'm I'm really happy to see. Because he was in limbo for me for a minute, because I know what was going on. But then I started like, with the Rory and Maul pod, and he started like do more singles. I'm like, okay, Earl's trying to do something now yep. these days. Cause and they got the big tour coming up with Action and Alchemist and, and Bodie. Bodie. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad. Which now I'm really excited, because I've heard uh, mixed reviews on Earl's live show. I mean, you've seen it, right? I've heard it was not very good, bad right? reviews. Yeah, I've heard, I've bad, heard yeah. all bad reviews yeah, I guess about I kinda Earl's have live too. show. I kind of have, too. But I feel like if so... Say they add the Detroit date. How perfect would a St. Andrews Hall be for those for that group of people? That'd be like, great. That'd be the perfect fucking yeah. state. I don't see. I can't. Not not that Earl's not talented. I don't see him in any bigger venue. Than Me that, neither. Just because of like his sound. Like, yeah, fits like like a, more of like an intimate setting. I guess in a way. I feel like it fits his person. I feel like that's the type of venue he likes to play too. Like I feel like he doesn't enjoy the festival crowd. Right. Or the you know like the big arena things. I think he's more to like an intimate performance type of person. I remember like when I saw, well, this is like 2009, I guess same bag, but Tyler Creator, like after the Goblin album, and they were at Royal Oak Music Theater, mm-hmm. and he actually said on stage, like, yeah, we don't, we're not used to playing like big ass like places like this. Yeah. We want to play like little venues. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do with yeah. this room right now. Now, Tyler, that's a different story. Tyler, I think, is this built is, for I'm the talking like, I'm talking like 2010. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, 2010, no. Tyler, yeah. not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> but, yeah. Like, Tyler will make sense to play it at LCA now because you're going to want to see, it's going to be a big spectacle, yeah. you know, it's going to be but a But it's big just show. like that odd future camp, man. Yeah. Like, cra- like, I want to see. You know what? I need to see. I need to see an internet album like soon. Oh man! I, need- that, I bet you that'll come this. But who knows? Because Sid's been, been popping out know? a lot lately. Yeah, she definitely had a run of features over the last few years too. She definitely had a lot of fucking projects. Yeah, on Sid's there. been popping out. So, yeah. Frank is, you know, Frank. My bad. I didn't mean to do. No, that. no, no. no. <laughs> I'm saying like I'm just thinking like yeah, Frank Ocean, Sid. Yeah. Frank needs to drop a goddamn album if we're talking yep. people that need to drop. <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's been like, when was Blonde? 2016? 15? Like, holy crap, it's like... been a hot minute. Let me pull up this Earl sweatshirt, too, so we can give him a little taste of it. I'm going to play that right off the tr- or top, too. Cause I 2016 for Frank Ocean. 16, man? Yeah. Like, that's crazy, bro. And he even said, because there was a huge gap in between Channel Orange and Blonde, too. It was like five or six years yeah, in between four. those albums. Four. And I remember him specifically saying, when he dropped Blonde, Sorry, I will never make y'all wait this long again in between albums. And then he waited even longer. <laughs> Going back to Tyler Creator, you ever seen that meme? So that was a fucking lie. All right, let's play this. Oh, wait. Is this how it? That's not the order of the album. I'm just really happy to see like oh, Earl shit. popping out, dude. I, I, I really am. Because I remember, I just remember the, you ever heard, did you ever hear the Earl mixtape? Uh... It was called Earl. I don't know. Oh yeah, I think I did. Yeah, that was that was my introduction to Earl Sweatshirt. Was that whole thing with uh, it was like all of the Odd Future guys. This was like 2009, 2010. Like they pretty much like it was like they made a smoothie and shit like that. It was like a deaf smoothie and everybody was like ODing and shit. Yeah, it was just, like a bunch of drugs in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, these guys came so Crazy. long. <laughs> the song was called Earl. Actually. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Well, um, I'm going to play for you guys the top track here, um, mixed and mastered by Young Guru, produced by Alchemist, rapped by Earl Sweatshirt. It's called Old Friend, off his album Sick. 
such an alchemist ass beat. Uh, <laughs> strong spirit with a body couldn't get asylum. The cost of living high don't cross the picket line and get the virus. Wildcat has got him in a bind, stay inside. No, I came from out the thick and smiling. Mad hat is capping every line, it doesn't matter to the ten of five. They start hacking when they can't shrink us. I found a middle and a bit of balance. Fever in the cabin, I knew where we was headed. I ain't count no blessings, I sure as shit could measure. Link up with some feasible methods to free yourself. Split it with my hand like cigarettes. Slick oil in a fish gill. I fill a void with the pen, fill the fear. Shrill, couple stains that I couldn't shield. My brother brain that we couldn't shield. Curl so good, man. And I, I would usually read it, rock out to the chorus, but there is no fucking chorus. <laughs> I actually do want to check this album out. I saw Token drop an album too, and I kind of want to check. I don't even know who that is. Token, Token's kind of oh rapper. Yeah, rapper yeah, Token. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I mean, he does a lot of shit with like Hobson and Tech Nine. He's yeah. kind of in, in that yeah. bag. I saw he dropped an album called Pink Is Better. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to give that a shot because I, I do enjoy singles from Token. I haven't like heard a whole project by him. Uh, you know what? I'll go. Oh, dude, he's got a Benny the Butcher feature. JID. Oh, he's got some. Oh, oh, he's That's got sweet. some hits. Hits. All right, Rico Nasty. All right, now it's going down. Digital Nas. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the rest guy. Little Skies. <laughs> well, we'll save since since you didn't have time to sit with it. I'm not going to um, talk about Cordae. Cordae this I'm week. going to next week. We'll I'm, push Cordae I'm and keep FKA it a, I'm going to keep so it a buck week. with you. I was in the studio yesterday working on my like, my album, so Good. I really did not want to listen to Good. anybody else like Good. all of yesterday. <laughs> so like Friday, I, I listened to Earl and I went to Cordae. I went to Cordae on the way here, and I'm like, Dope, and that's all I listen to for yeah, you. <laughs> for sure, yeah. So we'll see, because I want to get to. There's um, I definitely want to get to the FKA Twigs next week too. I haven't had enough time to sit and digest that. I did, however, awesome, so. go back and um, there was an album I listened to, man. Oh, because I don't, I know you're not gonna feel great about this. Uh-huh. I was hanging out with Johnny Morris Friday night, right? Uh-huh. And he was telling me about Tory Lane's Alone at Prom album. Uh-huh. I did listen to a little bit of that one. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> I, I, as like, I don't, I, I mean, I'm not, I can't comment on anything with the, with the whole thing with the Megan Stallion mm-hmm. situation, stuff like that. And I knew we weren't going to like check it out. I ended up checking it out and it reminds me a lot of After Hours. Like oh, that, yeah. it kind of has oh, like is that, that the 80 one, feel. Is that the one that they're talking about? Yeah. I heard that that's, I heard that was really bad. I liked it. Really? I actually really liked it to be honest with you. I'll uh, check it out here. Let's see. I never have liked Tory Lanez. Even before this whole thing, I always thought he was like a a mediocre Chris Brown wannabe. The color violet was my shit. I love that song personally. Off the uh off that project. Um, I didn't finish the whole thing. I I I mean I'm you know, if you guys want to cancel the dude, go for it. I'm just saying I listened to it and I enjoyed it. Um do you want me to play something off it? Uh yeah, go yeah, go a little bit. Why not? Uh go with that color violet. Here's the color violet from Tory Lanes. Production ain't even touching the weekend's new shit. I mean, though. well you can't compare <laughs> you can it right off the rip, you can. I mean he's got what do you call it? He's on an independent label or he's got his own shit. I took my drugs and took my
this might be okay to me if I hadn't already had just listened to the weekend. <laughs> right. and the fucking production was hitting super hard. I'm like, I'm like, okay, there's a very big parallel. They're all, they're both Canadian too. So there's a very big parallel between Tory Lanez and the Weekends albums right here. But, For sure. Um, well, there is, I think they're both. Yeah, they're both Canadian. I think he's. I think he is also from Toronto. Yeah, I think they are. I think they're both Toronto. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Yeah, there was a couple more I wanted to get to. Um, we'll go back and forth. I'm sure you might, might have some more, too. This shit came out of left field. I didn't even know Nick Grant was about to drop an album. Um, you guys have probably heard me talk about Nick Grant on this podcast a few times. He's kind of an underground cat um, from North Carolina. I think he's I think he's like hosted or uh, housed in Atlanta, but from North Carolina. But he got on his Andre 3000 fucking Love Below type shit on this album. I mean, most of his albums have been straight forth hip-hop music and this new project welcome to loveland feels like i'm listening to a fucking george clinton sly stone uh andre 3000 love child type of fucking <laughs> album dude like it's really cool like the themes on here you know it's very much a um calling to some like funk and soul music which you already know that i'm a fan of um i think that Nick is a very special artist that deserves to be bigger than he is, and I'm just going to let the music speak for itself. Um, here's a little song called Love and Other Drugs by Nick Grant, and the album is called Welcome to Loveland. I'm used to hearing bars. I'll be honest with you. Definitely got uh, there's, it's there's definitely bars on this album, but it's definitely more like singing. I, I was about to say like, is, is this his awaken my love? Kind of, like, kind of, yeah, it's like that for sure. Definitely. Like when you just come out of left field with some shit. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> like right off the, even off the intro, it's just like super funky shit. Reminds me of uh, like this reminds me of uh, love below type shit. When I see you naked, I realize that I'm blessed. <laughs> and you should the Dungeon family do this shit? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, like, actually, I don't even know who the... <laughs> Like, does Sleepy Brown have something to do with this album? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it should be, though, right? Yeah, so shout out to Nick Grant. Um, welcome to Loveland. Awesome album. Do you have uh, some more? Uh... 
I'm really just happy that Sorry for the Wait is on streaming services, by the way, too. Oh, is that the, uh, the, the Little Wayne Lil mixtape? Wayne the classic, classic Little Wayne mixtape. Man, how Little Wayne? We already talked about that last week. I was just, I'm so disappointed still in the feature on the weekend. That's like literally the low you point. You know of what? The, album the feature on the Cordae <laughs> album was pretty solid, though. Oh, fuck the yeah. Feature on the album was that's, great. How, that's how you yeah. rock. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, all right, you redeemed yourself. <laughs> I mean, not, not like Little Wayne had to redeem himself with me because Little <laughs> yeah. Wayne's already a fucking goat. But yeah, still. For sure. Yeah, no, that is pretty cool that they put that on there. Um, I do really want to check out this FKA Twigs album. Yeah, dude, that's definitely uh, what I want to spend the most time with. Might listen to that tonight. You know what album I haven't listened to yet in full? Uh, Adele. I haven't. I actually never. I've not listened to the Adele album in full yet. It and just I do did not do it. much for me. I I'm, just thought it was lazy. I like. I tried to. I started, and then my ADHD ADHD brain kicks in, and I'm just like, I can't. I need to listen to some more upbeat right now. But then I got. I got to be in a setting to do it. Maybe light some candles. Take a nice uh, take a nice bathtub, you know, like that vibe. Yeah. Get a glass of wine going. It's like yeah. a very intimate setting. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you, dude. Um, before we move on from this segment, I had one more that's, I guess, technically it, be, it could be a something old, but it's something new to me. And it's really only, the album's only two years old now. It came out in 2020. But honestly, so sometimes when I'm like, uh, when I don't have anything, this is before all this giant, like the massive amount of music that came out on Friday happened. It was like Wednesday or Thursday I was at work, and I'm like, man, what should I listen to? And I literally Googled uh, interesting underground soul music. <laughs> and a big article that, pops that's up. A big, that, that's actually a Google search? <laughs> that was a Google I search. I mean, why that's not? I interesting <laughs> underground soul music. I was in the mood for soul music, but I was like, I want to hear something that I don't know yet. So I fucking run my Googles. I find this you know, blog post that someone had made with like a pretty nice list. Some of the people that I already heard of and some of them I hadn't. And one artist that I hadn't heard of is an artist named uh, Zara McFarlane. And she makes really interesting, um, I've been calling it psychedelic soul music because it's very spacey and out there. And it kind of reminds me of people like in the vein of like a Erica Badu or like a, um, like a Georgia Ann Muldrow, who, you know, he makes this like really like um, psychedelic type shit. And the album is called Songs of an Unknown Tongue Songs of an Unknown Tongue. And man, I just really uh, gravitated to this. And this is how I'm gonna go full circle back into the beer segment when he was reading that description, mm. how they say everything is connected. The song I'm about to play for you by her is called Everything is Connected. I thought it was about that. But without further ado, and shout out to Zara. I mean, she's like um a pretty like relatively unknown, so well, I don't know. Maybe maybe she's known by more people than me. I you want to hear? You want to hear full circle? <laughs> huh. Tech Nine's doing the fucking halftime show for Kansas City tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this always happens to us at the end of the episode. Like, there's always a full circle moment. I swear to God. Oh, uh, shout out to Tech. That's dope as fuck. <laughs> doing the Pittsburgh uh, KC halftime show. That's awesome. Well, here's a little bit of everything is connected for you out of Zara McFarlane. It is really cool, and I'm happy I found her music. Through 
Connected for you by Zara McFarlane, um, and yeah, that's all I have for something old, something new. All you got as well? Mm, I think there were some sing. I didn't listen to it, but there are some singles that like look dope on the radars and stuff like that. Like I saw like JID, Twenty One Savage. Oh, the game Kanye West single. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel God like the- help me survive that crash just so I can beat Pete Davis. Yo, I, ass. I feel like <laughs> Kanye fucked that song up. That song would have been better if it was just the game if, on it. <laughs> if that line wasn't on there, it would have been. I feel like Kanye's great. whole verse is trash. He's literally got I, a, I didn't a mind diss. It. He's got a diss verse against his kids. He's just talking shit about his kids. The whole verse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the cover art's fucking wild for that one, by the way. I, I'm a little nervous for Kanye, bro. I know we like to laugh and make fun nah, and everything, but I feel like he's headed towards a really dark fucking uh, dark spiral downwards again because he just got arrested for punching or not arrested, but they're you know he just knocked out a fan in front of a fucking restaurant. Did you? <laughs> I mean, he also what did he, what did he what 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 happened with the prover, with the Pavarazzi dude like ten years ago with the camera? Uh, same shit. It was someone trying to take a picture of him. And he fucking. I, I like, think that dude is just so. It's shit. just. I cannot fathom that level of famous. Yeah, but he's I, also hanging ridiculous. out in like super fucking. He's with Antonio Brown. Yeah, fucking. Yeah. Uh, he's at a fuck, He's at like one of the he where this happened was at a restaurant where like it's known that celebrities go here, right? So like. You're hanging out in these places, and you walk in with fucking Floyd Mayweather, Madonna, Antonio Brown, and fucking the, the Julia chick from Fox, Julia Fox, and don't think people. It's like, come on, man, please. I'm so sick of his whole life being for Instagram right uh, now. But, oh, Pusha T, Babyface Ray got a track. I, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, I wanted to chip. say something about the uh, JID song. So, JID, and maybe I, I don't know. I'll AD see how you feel about this. I guess. And I kind of had the feeling that this was going to happen because I heard the snippet before it came out. So they used the One Step Closer um, sample from Aretha Franklin that most Def famously used in Miss Fat Booty, which is like one of the most iconic fucking New York hip-hop songs ever. And I don't like when producers do this shit. Like, it's already existed as a giant successful sample for um, most Def. And the producer on this JID track barely did shit to it. It sounds like the same fucking beat. Like it's the same. They flip the I mean, sample. You gotta think the exact about exact same way. <laughs> like I mean, there's songs like that, like Freakily. Well, who who was who was the? <laughs> oh, a lot of was it was it, was it City Girls that did the, the uh, Freakily? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was that. I don't like those kind of flips. I like or Nuck if you buck got flipped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, there's there's songs like that that get flipped yeah. all the time. Yeah, bro. for sure. I mean, I mean and that's how I know I'm getting old. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I know. And, no, but. I, that's the thing, and I want to make a clear distinction here because I love sampling. I think the like it's a crazy art form sampling, but I like when it's done in a way that's you know digging in the crates is cool to me because it's like these producers going to find something that you haven't heard before. If you're already putting a fucking sample that's already known like a motherfucker like Miss Fat Booty, like, but I mean, I don't want to talk too much shit because JID raps his ass off over it, and that is one thing that's always gonna happen when JID's on a song because. I think he's like one of his generation's leaders of the pack, 
um because he's like really really gifted lyrically um and just everything really word like his wordplay everything is crazy with jid but um i just didn't you know this just didn't like that the way they flipped that um so i gotta say that i guess but um before we get out of here real quick i just wanted we wanted to quickly talk about um Former good good music executive Che Pope, yup, <laughs> um, just partnered a deal Dan with Dan Gilbert. Gilbert to make a, to bring a record company called Workshop here to Detroit. Um, they, if they want to get in the pod gang, you know, that's what you, I'm holla, saying. Che Pope, we love you. Um, <laughs> if you need a podcast, we are known. We're making a known for ourselves here in Detroit. So we, we, you know, we're getting the numbers now. Finally, you know what we're, I'm saying. Yeah. So we, holler at us. We 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 need a home, and I would love to be in a home in Detroit. Um, but no, this is really cool because so it seems like it's being done with good intentions. You know, like um, yeah, it's meant out of love. And here's the thing, because I feel like Dan Gilbert, like, and I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't, because I don't I'm, know I'm his back full and forth with him. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, because I think about like the Q line. The Q line is a like, big fail to me, like, overall, if I really think about it, because it was supposed to extend out to 8 Mile, right? And it was supposed to run, like, it was supposed to kind of be like the Detroit. It is in a way to me, though, because it only runs to, like, 10 o'clock at night. I mean, it's just not they're definitely, practical yeah, they're definitely for me like, like, right now. There definitely needs to be kinks worked out with it, but quite honestly, as far as getting I, to the you, city, it's way easier than trying to drive down because But it's only one street, dude. Like, if it yeah. went, if it one thing, like, if it was, like, going further distance, but it only handles, like, downtown. Like, if it, like they, the original plan was to extend it all the way out to 8 Mile. Mm-hmm. If that happened, that would be a little bit more convenient for me, I would say. Yeah. But it's only, like, this, like, maybe, I don't know, six-mile stretch for the most part. Mm. I don't know. It, and it on, on top of that, with COVID times, it only runs at like 10 o'clock at night. It's just not yeah. practical. It is me, cool that it's free, though, till April. That's pretty tight. That part is cool. And I, I'm be honest with you, I use a key line to go to LCA and shit like Hell that. Hell yeah. So, it's, it makes a lot of sense to do one of those things. But yeah, we, it, um, the record label's called Workshop, and apparently the, the gist of it, what the intention is behind it is, he, he said himself, as a quote from him, I don't want to rope artists into these shitty 360 deals. I want to get them into the business side and learn how to be, you know, financially literate and kind of help them grow their business and work with the artists, you know, try to teach artists instead of rob and steal from artists. I love that. Which I think is really cool. And um, you know what else is really cool that I didn't know about him until today? He was the executive producer of The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Was he really? Yeah. Huh. (laughs) Like, how fucking dope is that? Like, (laughs) How do you feel about just, because I, 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 Kind of straight away. I just stay kind of stuck on the Q line thing, but there was more I wanted to say about the mm-hmm. whole Dan Gilbert thing yeah. and stuff like that. Like, how do you just feel about it, it's a certain spotlight coming to Detroit for mm. sure? It really is. It's just, do you feel that things are because gentrification is kind of like a weird thing, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way, whereas, like, yeah, all this recognition, all this money, all this stuff like that's coming to the city, but is it? But you're, I mean, at the same time, you're like pricing people out of their homes and stuff like that. Once and that, I mean, like, that's it's, that's it's a the, weird. It's definitely thing, always dude. that. Like, but that's why, like, I've always been iffy about Dan Gilbert because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's cool. I can walk down Cass Corridor right now, go to the Bronx, and nothing happens. I just got a bunch of hipster kids and shit like that. Yeah. But I just remember, like, you know, in 15 years ago, you know, it was just fucking prostitutes, like drugs, yeah. fucking everything down that street. Yeah, you want a, a level of it. You definitely want the, you know, the income, the the people coming to the city and this and that. You just don't want people getting priced out of their homes and shit. But 
but that comes, but it's like you can't get one without the other, (laughs) right? That's the thing. You really can't. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's kind of it's like kind of has to happen type of deal, dude. And that's where it's just. I, I, I'm, I'm conflicted. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a born. Sure. I'm in, I, I grew up in Detroit. I mean, I lived in Canton for a little bit, you know, for high school and shit like that. But I, I'm a born and raised Detroiter, and it's just one of those things where I see that. But at the same time, like I do enjoy like a lot of the new shit that's going on there. But at the same time, it's like at what cost am I enjoying it type deal? So it's like a lot of like confliction, I guess, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So, and quite honestly, it's not cheap to move to Detroit, anyways, because you gotta pay motherfucking city taxes. So I mean, why do, why do you think? Why do you think? Because all the new shit coming out. For we got sure. we got stadiums. We got all that shit to pay for now. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, shout out to that. And then one other cool thing that I wanted to touch on before we go here is um, I don't know if did you ever watch Justified when it was on? You never watched Justified. So Justified, I would go back and watch it because that show was fucking awesome. It was so good. That was like the first uh, my introduction to Walton Goggins really um, as an actor who's now on the Righteous Gemstones and he was on you know uh, Vice Hateful Principals Eight. and the Hateful Eight. He's you know gone on to have a pretty big career now. But that was the first thing I ever saw him on. He played the main bad guy on the show and he was so fucking ba- Baby good. Billy? Yeah. No, not on not uh. Righteous Gemstones. On Justified. He played the main bad guy on Justified. And so anyways it's been off the air for a, I think like a, almost a decade now. But they're bringing it back following, because um, I guess it was based on some books that have um, a follow-up to it that takes place in Detroit. And so it's coming back on the air, and it's actually going to be taking place here in Detroit. So I'm hoping the filming will be down here sometime soon, and uh, that I can catch uh, a little bit of that. So shout-out to that. NBA um, Timothy play- Orlefine is the main NFL character. NFL playoffs are uh, in effect right now. That is true. There's a lot of craziness going on. I saw the Chiefs. Oh, not the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I saw uh, the Eagles got blown the fuck out for yeah, a minute. It was like 31-0 to zero at one point, but they ended up like I think it was like 14 or something. I'll be uh, honest, that- man. I watched barely any football this year. Felt kind of good. I've not watched that much playoff football this year. I gotta say, like I, I've, I've been out the loop, been out of my own world. Like I said, I'm, I'm focused on you know the album and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just been grinding. Uh, but yeah, shout out to that. I saw the Cowboys just got eliminated like just now as we're talking. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what's going on. I'm still gonna probably, gonna, I'm still gonna catch the AFC NFC championships. Still gonna catch the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yep, hell yeah, man. I saw in the basketball world, uh, you see Kate Cunningham's ejection. Dude, what the hell? <laughs> what was that about? Like, he, all he did was point. Yep, he, he, he like, dunked, pointed, and there's a second tech, I guess, because he had, he had a technical foul, I guess, already. Oh, so that's what it was yeah. about. But what was the wh- – how is that a tech? For pointing, taunting. That's taunting. That's taunting. And he barely and if, did it. He the like... NBA is soft, you know. And we, I had a, I had a discussion while you. So when we went, when we went to the casino with your uh, sister and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot. Oh yeah, shout friends. out to my brother. Uh, I forgot to say happy birthday to him, brother-in-law Dave. Yeah, happy birthday, Dave. <laughs> uh, his friend, like me and him, t- had a conversation about the NBA and stuff like that. He goes, like, I barely watch the NBA because it's soft, and it's like. Shit like that makes it like, all right, I get it now. Mm-hmm. Did you also uh, I agree. that? And I saw Kevin Durant hurt too. Like he oh, had like an MCL sprain in his knee or something like that. Man, so, them I little mean, chicken bird legs, bro. They can't hold up. <laughs> Those things are so crazy. When we saw them live together, when we saw the Pistons play Brooklyn, seeing his legs in person. Is like fucking mind blowing because he's so tall and those things are like toothpicks, bro. They're so skinny. He is just he he is literally Jack Skellington <laughs> he really in like is. a human form. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. Um, I I heard there was some controversy uh, a little bit back in the NFL thing, but there was a uh, there was some controversy with the refs there. Like as there always is, but it's mm-hmm. like 
even more where the referees that were at that game are no longer going to coach the rest of the year. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I was reading some stuff on ESPN about that. Uh yeah, officials from the Raiders Bengal game are not expected to work in the NFL this rest of this postseason. For what? Uh, there were some questionable calls made on the field, I guess, huh. where it was like kind of like a integrity thing. So they're finally going to start laying down the law. For I these refs fucking, fucking love around? it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty tight. I, dude, you know what? How out of the loop I am with sports right now? I didn't even know that fucking the MLB's in a lockout right now. <laughs> Like, I didn't even know baseball's locked out. NHL was locked out for seven games for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy, dude. And, I, and they're saying that it's – Wait, the MLB, uh, like baseball? Baseball's locked out right oh, now. And shit. they're saying the, play, the players' union and, um, you know, the officials aren't going to come to an uh, agreement um, in time for spring training. So they don't see that the season will start on time. So yeah. I don't know what's going on with that. But anyways, taking us out of here tonight because we were just talking about him on the pod – and I wanted you to hear, be able to hear a little bit of his music, um, James and Tume. And um, this was the single that was the biggest for them. It was called Juicy Fruit, released in 1983. So we will leave you here with that tonight. And next week, you already got, got a little uh, insight on what we're going to talk about because definitely in our Something New segment, we're going to get to oh. FKA Twigs and we're going to get to uh, Cordae. I want a big shout out the bars at, by the way. Oh, yeah. I fucking cool. love the bars. I'm Honestly, I've been mm-hmm. kind of just fucking around with it the past. Like, for guys who don't know, the Bars app is, like, a really, like, dope app for, like, upcoming rappers or poets or whatever it may be. You can just pick out, like, a bunch of, like, royalty-free beats. Like, I, I mm-hmm. used the one from Static Selecta, for yeah. instance, when I did mine. And just kind of just write, like, a verse. And you have, like, a little notepad in there and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you can kind of post it. It's kind of like TikTok for rappers, yeah. I guess, in a way. It's and it's dope, great man. practice for them. It Some is, of you rappers need that shit. Dude, so get on your there's bars like, there's, like <laughs> a, there's, like, a crazy part in there. It's, like, kind of like a warm-up thing where you can just, it'll, like, have you freestyle. And you just, like, throw, like, words at you every minute mm-hmm. or every, like, 30 seconds or so. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I, I loved it. So. Oh, and again, and since I, I actually spoke to her this time and I – I did get the date right, but I just want to reiterate it. Um, Danny Darling's live performance back is on February 12th. So go find Add her some claps. Instagram page and go buy up the tickets. I know I'm going to get a ticket because I saw her a couple years ago, and it was fantastic. So, yeah, I'm going to do that. But anyway, here's a little bit of Juicy Fruit out of Intume for you. We will catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Oh, you'll know this, by the way. This is, this is who's sampled, by the way. Just, you know, it's kind of a familiar sample. <laughs> Just a little bit. Only became one of the biggest hip-hop songs of all time. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> you know very well Juicy fruit. What you are. You're first thinking of a notorious movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> My chocolate star. Baseline, baby. <laughs>